All right. Hello, everybody. This is the Love Yourself Foundation podcast. Uh, Monica here, co-founder of LYF. And today we will be talking with Kelsey Fernandez with the Invisible Girl Project. She is the marketing and communications coordinator with the Invisible Girl Project. And we also have Giselle Lonzo. Giselle, would you like to introduce yourself real quick? Hey guys, I am the uh, I'm in charge of marketing and events for the Love Yourself Foundation. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. So for today's topic is mainly going to be talking about the Invisible Girl Project. So they are the organization that the, that LYF has partnered with um, for our hashtag Jomo Challenge. So we're going to dive deep into why it is that we chose Invisible Girl Project and also talk about the the cause at hand that they're um, fighting against and bring awareness to to the global community so kelsey could you again just introduce yourself for us and then just state your role and uh, just tell us just a little bit an overview of the invisible girl project yeah absolutely um hi guys i um as uh, monica mentioned i am the marketing communications coordinator at igp and i've been with them for I guess this, this fall will be about four years um, and um, yeah IGP is a organization based out of um, the United States and um, we seek to end gendercide in India and we also um, seek to aware, uh, raise awareness concerning the um, lives lost for females in India and pursue justice and also assist um, Indian organizations on um, rescuing and caring and empowering women in India. Awesome. And then, um, Kelsey, could you just talk briefly on our connection as to why we've combined efforts for the Jomo Challenge? Yeah. Um, we believe that, you know, I love the Jomo Challenge when um, the Love Yourself Foundation brought it up to me. I thought it was a great idea because I think um, it calls people out of um, what they're used to, their comfortability, and into something new, new possibilities. And, um, you know, I think that there is a big connection on people just kind of sitting behind social media, and that's kind of a crutch for them, and being able to really do what they want to do in life, whether that's, you know, spend time with loved ones or jump into causes that um, are really meaningful to them. And I think that um, is a great connection between um, raising awareness for gender side and um, people being more active um, in, in, in their daily lives and stepping away from social media. Exactly. And, um, and I guess, and for any listeners that are listening and they're wondering what the heck is Jomo and maybe they haven't read our blog or um, heard our other podcast. So the Jomo challenge is something that um, actually Giselle came up with on kind of bringing awareness to FOMO, fear of missing out. And so Jomo is kind of the, the opposite. It's, it's saying, well, let's take time away from the things that may actually be, be distracting us from having a better quality of life. And so with the hashtag Jomo challenge, we are just asking people to take seven days off of social media and just reconnect with yourself, whether that's through art or a project you've been meaning to finish um, anything that helps you be yourself more away from distraction. And again, we, we thought what a great idea to combine efforts with uh, IGP 
just to bring awareness how there's just some there's some people in this world, and in this case, little kids, um, that don't even have a chance to experience JOMO or FOMO. <laughs> so, um, so just to kind of wrap that in. And all right, so just to kick it off LYF style, um, the audience knows now your role with IGP, but now I would like to know what talent or quality do you love about yourself that you feel contributes to IGP's mission? That's, that's always a hard one to, <laughs> to, to look at yourself and compliment yourself. But uh, I think confidence is, uh, is my, my favorite thing um, about myself. Um, I feel like all of the women that work for IGP um, are really strong women. And I think that we all bring that quality to our girls. Um, and I think a lot of the girls in India are told um, you know, every day that they're not capable, capable, or they're not able to do um, do the same things that boys are able to do, and um, we really um, empower them, and we really um, let them know you can do whatever you want to do in life. Um, so I think that that um, quality has really um, helped my role at IGP and helped me work with um, these these young girls. That's wonderful. No, and and I know it's it is it's. Um... It's funny now that LYF, we've been around for a little bit, and every time, like whenever I talked in a couple classrooms um, to bring awareness to LYF and and asked like mm -hmm. the the students, like what do you love about yourself? And everybody, it, it always happens. Like we all, it kind of trumps you, but it's but a really great thing. I, I think that by you know promoting what we are good at. I mean, we we if it's not um, if we can't be our biggest cheerleader, you know, like who who else can be? You know, so right. Um, you know, so thank you so much for sharing, and I am sure that IGP is IGP is. Uh, you know, um, by your contribution, it's growing, you know, through your talents. So oh, Monica, to mm -hmm. your, to, to piggyback on that, I noticed uh, Monica and I are both um, English teachers in Spain. So uh, we oh. work with little kids. So it's funny when you ask a group of kids, you know, what do you love about yourself? Hands fly. Like they're, they're oh yelling on top of each other. But if you ask a group of adults, Mm -hmm. it's, it's crickets mm -hmm. they'll be like what what did she say um so it's it's interesting that as adults we were afraid to celebrate um you know mm -hmm. the, the amazingness of, of who we are and i think that as a society we we need to change that um it's important to constantly be like you know i love I love, you know, I love, I, I, I'm, I sometimes kiss my arms. I'm like, I love you, arm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> we really need to like really appreciate the greatness of, of who we are. So. Right. And I think that even too, it's interesting like that um, sometimes qualities that aren't internal are celebrated more than yeah. qualities that are, you know? And so we mm -hmm. look to the outside to um, give yeah. us reassurance and none of us obviously are perfect. And we all have, you know, things that we see in the mirror that we don't like, but how often are we looking on the inside and yeah. saying, Oh, this is, this is what I treasure. And this yeah. is, this is yeah. a great quality of mine, or this is, Hey, this is, I need to work on this, you know, and this is something that I don't like. And so um, yeah. it, it kind of does, it makes you look at some of those qualities that question, you know, makes you look at those qualities on the inside that, um, you know, don't seem very valued very often in, mm -hmm. a, in a today's day and age. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. And I know like, it's almost like, um, 
I don't know, I, the, the term narcissist comes up so much, you know, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's why so many of us were just scared to be like, oh, I like this about myself. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's okay to have like a healthy dose of self-praise, you know, and just again, mm-hmm. celebrate yourself. And I really, feel like we but, respect mm-hmm. we respect people that it's it's not a narcissist, right? It's someone with good self esteem, and people definitely look up to those people. And um, I hate that we label label people sometimes as narcissists when they're self confident. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We need to change that attitude as well because we. I mean, you don't want to like fluff up and be too boastful, but you definitely should be, you know, keep your, sh- your chin up and your shoulders back and you should be proud to do exactly. that. Do you, exactly. Kelsey, do you find that when you are teaching these girls about self-esteem and how great you, great they are, do you see them kind of like the way they progress? I mean, do oh, they yeah. I mean, you could just see it in their physical being when you are speaking mm-hmm. in, into their lives. Um, yeah. They go from kind of, you know, sitting back and being um, meek, you know, and um, to, you know, you can see their smile, you know, they, you start telling them like, hey, you're valuable and you mm-hmm. have something to bring to the table um, and we love you and we care about you and we care enough about you to um, send you to school so you can be anything that you want to be and you could just see like their shoulders go back and like their you know their their spine straighten you know and they're so happy because they you know because we're these are words that they've never heard and um, so Mm -hmm. for them just to be hearing this for the first time um, and you know from us over and over again um, but you know before before us they didn't hear this and um, so yeah you can just see it in their physical being and then you know also we've been able to see it manifest itself where we've seen now girls who are um, you know trained nurses and are you know doing pursuing the careers that they really want to pursue so Mm -hmm. Um, it's nice when you're, you know, you see your words come into fruition with these girls where they believe it, you know, and they're, yeah. they believe it yeah. so that they're going after it, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah, um, it's amazing what you're doing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So to bring it back. So, so I've, I've already, we already touched base on what our hashtag Jumla challenge is. And so, again, so what are your thoughts with LYF's um, hashtag Jumbo Challenge? Bring awareness to the issue that IGP is uh, bringing to the world. And then also, what do you think is a challenge people should consider? Um, uh, wh- or what do you think is a challenge for people to really maybe wrap their head around what's happening um, in India? Um, yeah, I think like... Um the Jobo challenge, as I mentioned, I think it like really calls people out of their comfortability of checking into social media every day, sitting behind a screen. Um, and, you know, you just sit about that. You think about that time that you spend on social media mm-hmm. in, you know, a day, a week, you know, a month and what, how much you could be doing elsewhere and what else you could be doing um, for yourself or for others. And it's a lot of time. Um, Most likely it's a lot of time that you're spending on social media um, in our, you know, in 2018. And so I, some, Sometimes, you know, being comfortable, I think a lot of our um, society places a lot of um, value in being comfortable. You know, you want comfortable shoes, mm-hmm. you want a comfortable bed, you want, you know, you want comfortable clothing. And so, but being comfortable isn't always the right choice. And so I think that too much comfort often leads to laziness. And that's where I think social media, you know, it is, it is laziness in some, in some sense of the word. Um, and so I think, um, you know, we, 
for a lot of people, um, you can't just sit by and let these causes, especially one that's so dear to my heart and IGP mm -hmm. and be lazy thinking that somebody, you know, more educated, more qualified with more money, you know, on and on and on, whatever excuse that you want to give will be more effective at solving this issue. When really it's just, uh, we just need you. We just need awareness and we just need mm -hmm. uh, people in their spreading in their own circles about this issue. Um, and, um, you know, there's so we've seen so many creative ways for people fundraising and bringing awareness for IGP. And um, there's a girl recently that um, did a dance recital and she raised funds um, through her dance recital for IGP and gave to us. The oh. kids, kids that are six and seven years old are doing lemonade stands on their block and giving the money to IGP. <laughs> um, so I think that, um, you know, for there's a lot of. Um, you know, there's a lot of the, 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 a lot of options. The world is your oyster on mm -hmm. on options. You know, and mm -hmm. so I think that um, if people could step out of their comfort zone and even dive into your passion, like if you're like as you mentioned before, mm -hmm. Monica, about if you have an art project that you want to finish, donate that art project to IGP and say like whoever you know, put it on online. Whoever wants to buy this, you know, and I'm going to donate this money to Invisible Girl Project um, and step into your passion and allow that passion mm -hmm. to give to others. Um, and so. I think that that's a, a really good link for, for the Jomo challenge and raising awareness for IGP is that anybody can do it. And it's, and there's so many options. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And like you said, there's just always so many ways to help a cause that's bigger than ourselves, bigger than our life. Yeah. Um, I, th I think mm -hmm. we get stuck on just like, um, donate, donate, you know, donate, right. uh, click this link. And there's really, I mean, you named like six, different ways of doing it so right um that's good for the audience to know thank you for that yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and it and um if anybody you know i think that my email or my um our website will be posted um on this mm -hmm. podcast so please uh, we have a link about taking action and um you know different ways to get involved so there we have a lot of options so it's not just like you said i know i people get so tired donate 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 but there's so many other ways to bring awareness. Um, and, um, yeah, Cassie, I saw, awesome. um, I I saw something about on the website that you can buy a cow for a family. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, I, you, so what we found was, um, a lot of families, um, in rural villages in India, um, when the, the wife would have a girl child, the, um, dad would leave um, or the dad was an alcoholic or just a bum, you know, and wasn't um, able to provide or didn't want to, um, to provide for his wife and girl children. And mm -hmm. so um, it left the mother on her own to figure out a way to provide for her children. And a lot of these women are illiterate and so they have no way of really providing for themselves. Um, so we were um, determined to find a holistic way of providing for these women. Um, and so we found that we would, um, give them a cow and they can milk the cow and sell the milk at the markets. Mm -hmm. um, and that would raise um, enough money for them to care for their, um, their girl children and themselves. And um, 
over a period of time, they would pay back the loan that we gave them. So it's a thousand dollars US dollars loan. And mm-hmm. over, um, over about a year, they're able to pay back that loan. And then we take that loan and give it to the next woman in need. So it's a pay it forward kind of system, yeah. Um, yeah. which is really awesome. And I think that that is just a really holistic, um, successful way of empowering women mm-hmm. to say, you can do this, you can raise the money yourself. It doesn't always have to be a donation. It could be, this is your job. Um, and we're giving you the tools to do your job um, and then they pay it back. And so then they can empower the next woman, um, you know, their neighbor who are in, in the same village, you know. So, um, yeah, we've given away over 25 cows now. Um, and last time I was in India, awesome. we were able to give away a couple while I was there. And it was really awesome yeah. uh, because these women so desperately need it. And um, just because they have girl children, their, their husbands um, just leave them and so they have they don't really have a lot of options so um yeah yeah, we're happy to give them one awesome that is that's so that's just so great (laughs) what how that that can contribute to so much yeah Um, and also so then so then honestly so when i first heard of gendercide um the gendercide epidemic in india i was so surprised that i had gone so long without ever knowing and i know giselle we, we both felt the same way um, when we yeah. first heard about it. Um, so why do you think there isn't so much exposure around the issue of gendercide in India? Um, yeah, I really think that it's India's best kept secret. Um, it's so common. Um, I mean, every village you go to, they, they know that it's happening, um, but they don't think twice about it being a problem um, because that's mm-hmm. just where their, their culture has accepted it. Um, right. And because... Um, the dowry system is still alive and well. Um, Indian women have more at stake to, you know, quote unquote, produce a boy, a son. Um, so mm. the dowry system um, makes it so that the um, the woman lives with her um, her husband's family, so with her in laws. So um, and her parents have paid money for her to marry, you know, a nice boy. So the more money you have, the better. I don't know, quality, you know spouse you'll get mm-hmm. is the idea mm-hmm. and so usually the um the parents of um of the wife the daughter um is are they poor or they don't want girls because they don't have the money to pay um for her to mm-hmm. have a good husband so they don't want her to marry you know someone abusive or somebody you know um, that doesn't have a job or whatever it is so they pull out all their money to um, make sure she marries well, but then she goes off and lives with the in-laws. So they think of it, you know, oh, like she, we're just paying for her to be an asset for somebody else is the thought. Right. Like whereas sons stay at home and they bring in the wife, they bring in the money and they contribute to the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why girls, you know, are culturally not valued in, um, in Indian society. Um, so I think that that cause is just so normal. The dowry, even though, um, you know, it, uh, it's illegal, it, um, but they still, they still do it culturally. What do you, what percentage, I mean, I don't know if you, you have this number in your head, but what, what percentage of um, the Indian population as a whole really still practices the, the dowry system? Uh, I'm not sure, yeah. but it's, I mean, it's well over 60%. Wow. 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 That's it's a large, wow. Really yeah. 
it's um and even and you know and it doesn't always it's you know sometimes it's extreme like it's gold and you know jewels and yeah. um, it's stock and sometimes it's just what they have you know so in all forms you know but um yeah it's it's extreme and it's um it's definitely out there and that thing that dowry has talked about the gender side is not you know so um yeah and it's even you know um amongst the poor and amongst the rich um you know amongst the poor it looks like usually it looks like um aborting after or not aborting um in infanticide and killing after the little girl is born and amongst the rich is aborting is finding out uh, having a um, ultrasound that determines um the baby's gender which is also illegal in india and finding out that it's a girl and then um illegally paying somebody to abort your girl child your girl child um, and a lot of the rich in India only want, you know, one or two children and they want them to be sons. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they, they will, you know, do whatever means necessary to make sure that they have a son and, um, in the villages, you know, they don't have that luxury of having the ultrasound. So they, um, just wait till the baby's born. And, um, you know, there, there's several really heinous ways of, that they get rid of girls, whether right. it's poisoning her with cactus milk or um, strangling her um, with a wet cloth. Um, and um, yeah, and then they, you know, bury them outside of their house mm-hmm. or wherever. Um, even when I was in India this last time, they um, there's a mountain um, that is near one of the um, villages that we work in and they call it the baby killing mountain because oh. it's just culturally acceptable to go up there and kill your baby girl and walk down the mountain like nothing happened. Um, so it's just, yeah, like I said, I think it's India's best kept secret on, um, mm-hmm. on their mass elimination of girls. I, I always think about when, when I hear hear the story is um, what that mother must be going through. You know, the moment she gives birth and realizes that it's a baby girl, mm-hmm. knowing that she's going to have to mm-hmm. murder her infant in, in a few days. Right. Um, or, or it'll be done for her, you know. Oh. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. She may not even have a say, right? God, I can't imagine. That's she doesn't crazy. have. Uh, a say and that you know yeah. and the pressures you know either so you think of your options either or you stay with your you know your in-laws and your husband and have a chance at some I guess normalcy and or you leave uneducated unable to provide for yourself with a newborn baby girl you know mm-hmm. so uh, it's really you know it's really a lot of pressure and it's a hard position to be in for these women mm-hmm. and I really do feel for them because yeah. it is um, it's really really difficult and um, and I know that some of the things you've mentioned now I know are in the documentary that um, Invisible Girl Project contributed to. It's a girl, um, but is there? Would you like to talk a little bit more of the documentary or any any other facts that you feel are worth noting from it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a girl. If you um, get a chance to view it, it's a really really powerful genocide, and it looks at both India and China in the film. And I think it really properly documents the role of cultural norms that influence genocide and the little um, worth women and girls in India are given. Uh, many, many women feel the pressure to abort, commit infanticide, which is the killing of the baby girl, which is what I referred to before, or even selling their own daughter into either um, as a child bride or to be trafficked. Um, so um, it's a really good look at how 
um, it affects women in society and how it came to be. I think that's the biggest part. How did this even come to be? And so um, it's a really good, well done film um, that explains that. And I, I just think the there's um, just a heart-wrenching scene um, in, the, I think, the beginning of the film where a Indian woman shows the It's a Girl film crew where she buried eight baby girls. And she oh, just man. says, like, you know, nonchalantly, I strangled it as soon after it was born. Why keep mm -hmm. girls when raising them would be so difficult? And wow. um, and so you just see yeah. her face. And, and I, at some point you think, oh, she's just numb to this. She's just numb to what she's right. doing so inherently wrong um, and you think eight baby girls and, and all in hopes to get a son and and all it with the mind frame that girls aren't valuable um, so mm -hmm. it, it's very heartbreaking and and the, the film states for every 140 boys there are only a hundred girls um, so it's it's a lot it's an epidemic where you go I would go drive into villages and you would see just little boys you're like where is the girl wow. where are the wow. girls you just and then you see a couple, but it's just little boys everywhere. Um, and then you think about what it took to get all those little boys there, all all the little girls that must have died, you know, um, to to produce um, a village full of boys. Um, so yeah, it's a girl touches on um, this this issue, and I think it does it in a really really um, great way. And yeah, we we connected it's a girl to a lot of our partners in India. Um, to be able to get them this information and um, and yeah, so if, if you get a chance, please check it out. Um, it it'll touch your heart. I, I promise you. Yes, absolutely. Oh man, it really will. So to just to bring some um, some light now, what do you feel are some of the biggest wins that IGP has been able to contribute to the issue of gender side in India? Yeah. So over the past, you know, year and a half, we um, have significantly grown. We've taken on a new partner, um, and that new partner is um, saving girls from gender side and from being child brides and from trafficking. Um, because we at IGP really believe that gender side is the root of um, a lot of trafficking and and being child brides because of the limited number of women in Indian society. Um, so we're really expanding our work to. Um, to really bulk up our fight against um, genocide in in all forms, um, and mm -hmm. so we've grown our child sponsorship program. Um, we're adding currently, as we speak, we're adding sixty new girls, and um, I know that we're adding even more in the coming months. Um, so we're really um, bulking up our efforts to save these girls, and um, we have at our other partners' homes. So we have a couple of partners in different regions in India to try to um, expand our work, and at our other partners' home. Um, in South India, we have uh, over 150 girls who um, were rescued because they were unwanted. And so they live at our partner's home and we educate them and we um, provide their medical care and their food. Um, so we really have cared for these girls sometimes from the age of um, three or four, you know, all the way up until they go to college. So it's a really oh. wide range of girls um, that, we, um, that we've cared for. And, you know, it's been really cool as we've, um, as we've gone there over the years to see these girls grow and just to talk about that, touch on that confidence again and watch them flourish as, as young women into girls, women with confidence um, that are chasing mm -hmm. after their dreams that are really do believe that they um, are valuable. Um, and so to, and to, 
to know that they can do anything that they want to do. And they have, they have our backing, they have our backing, they have our love, they have our support. Mm -hmm. And so it really does changes someone's um, mental state when they're told over and over again that they're not valuable. And then you take them and you mm -hmm. tell them that they are valuable mm -hmm. to watch them progress and flourish and, um, have that confidence again is just um, such a powerful thing to witness. Um, mm -hmm. And another, and so that's, I think if we just did that for one girl, it would be worth it for me, but just yeah. our numbers are, you know, in the hundreds now of all the girls that we're influencing and empowering. Um, and even wow. women with the cow loan is, um, is really awesome. Um, and also we have testified in the States here before Congress about the issue of genocide in, in India and the link between genocide and trafficking. And that's, um, that's been really a development that we've wanted to see grow. And, and so we do have a petition on our website um, that you can check out to sign the petition and get involved with us to fight for Congress. Um, Cause we found that trafficking gets a lot of, um, awareness. A, a lot of people are talking about trafficking, um, whether it be sex trafficking, child trafficking, um, all of the issues are getting a lot of awareness, even recently in the, um, the TIP report and with um, the United States government, it got a lot of um, acknowledgement, but um, gendercide hasn't, as we've kind of touched mm -hmm. on before. So we really think that gendercide is the base of why um, trafficking exists in India. Yeah. So um, we're really trying to get that that word out there about um, the link between genocide and trafficking and that this needs to be a fight um, for even the United States government. And that's why we testified before Congress. That's amazing. All right, Kelsey. So we're going to wrap up here. And um, but before we do, is there any any other things you want to touch base on on other ways people can help IGP's mission? Um, I know you've named some, but is there anything any of any one of them that you want to reinforce a little bit more? Yeah, I think uh, you know. So you can you know, like I mentioned, start your own fundraiser, or you can um, you know advocate for IGP on your campus, whether it be high school or college or, you know, even in the workplace and advocate for the cause. And just what that looks like is just really getting, um, you know, your other students together, your coworkers together and really talking about the issue um, so you can spread awareness. Um, and so um, that is that is a really basic way of just like, hey, inviting your friends over to your house and telling them about gendercide and this issue. And, and to piggyback on that, you can host a viewing of the documentary that we spoke of before, It's a Girl. And that's a really good way to get people kind of um, prone to, okay, I need to jump in, like I need to do something um, mm -hmm. because it really does explain the issue well. So, um, I mean, we have tons of options for students and for communities. Um, and even, you know, it could be as simple as just signing, going on our website and signing our petition petition and being, you know, being done with it like that. That's all we require of you, you know, um, but there are so many options. And so um, my just my biggest encouragement, you know, is to just jump in and, and take it full force because, um, one of the biggest mistakes you can make is to do nothing because you can only do little. And so I think if you do something little um, every day, it will make an impact. It really will. Um, so, you know, just don't be, don't be scared and don't be intimidated that this cause is so large that you can't do anything um, because together we really can fight and end gender side. Wonderful. And then we also want to bring light that, um, well, LYF, we actually have our own fundraising link where you can find it on the description 
of this podcast. Um, and we will, you probably have also seen it on our social media. So you can also donate funds if you'd like that way. Um, and like Kelsey said, there's so many other ways to, um, to, to make it known that this is actually happening, happening right now. Um, is there any, any other last minute remarks, uh, Giselle or Kelsey? I, yeah, I just wanted to throw out um, their website in case you guys want to, you know, have more information. They have a really great user-friendly website with a ton of information. It's uh, invisiblegirlproject.org. So mm -hmm. check it out. It's got a ton of info. I think um, it's it's worth your time. You know, instead of scrolling through social media, guys, go check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag Domo Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Any last-minute comments, Kelsey? Um, no, I just want to thank your community for um, hearing us out about Genderside and Invisible Girl Project. And um, we really think what you guys are doing are, is awesome. And wow. thanks so much. Thank you, Kelsey. Thanks, and, Kelsey. What you, and what you guys are doing is incredible. And yeah. again, for any listener out there that participated in the hashtag Drumlo Challenge, thank you. As you can see, it's like it's beyond, it can be beyond your life. It can, and, and now that you've learned about Invisible Girl Project, we can see how much we can help each other. So um, thank you again. And if you aren't following us already, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at The LY Foundation. And our website is thelyfoundation.com. So thank you again, Kelsey. And thank you, Giselle. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. Thank Thanks. you, guys. Thank you, Bye. listeners. Bye-bye.